KC Corner, episode 76. 76 trombones led the great Kurt Parade. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, that's a song from Music Man, and that's way before my time, so okay. it's way yeah. before your time, definitely, you know? But, definitely haven't heard of it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, it's a good one. Oh, yes, there's trouble right here in River City with a capital T, and that rhymes with P. That stands for pool. So, Music Man. I actually saw it on Broadway as well as a play. It was, it was man great. of many talents. Your arts, a hockey player, everything. <laughs> Singing, it's many a joke. Many interests. Uh, many interests. Hey, speaking of many interests, you know what we've really gotten into, Brooks, of the Olympics? Yes, still in the midst of it. It's so good. I know I know. they say the ratings are way down, and people don't care. It, that happened with all the sports. What's it's, going we need, on? We need the fans there. Well, it is confusing when they're talking about about the 2020 Olympics and mm-hmm. it's 2021 but yep. I have sure loved it and you know what what has struck me probably more than any other sporting event is just how amazing the human body really is I mean what God has created is incredible quite different than mine <laughs> and uh, um, but I I'm, I'm not tell- I, I tell you in the number of events that I'm watching these runners run and these swimmers swim and I am praising God I'm saying ah, this is absolutely amazing uh, I kind of am embarrassed because I'll say man look, look how beautiful they are look at look at the way they run and it, it's males and females and just what God has created is absolutely incredible it makes me wonder what would it be like without the curse and mm-hmm. what will it be like uh, with the resurrected body you know yesterday i was listening to crosby steals the nash uh, the southern cross you know the song when you see the southern cross for the first time <laughs> well you know you probably if you listen to something like yacht rock you're gonna oh, hear yeah, that you know rock. yeah but that's all just one song they just oh all that's hilarious each other. <laughs> well crosby steals nash and then at one time young joined them and they can harmonize like you wouldn't believe and I'm listening to that song. I had to stop, and I thought, here's the thought I thought. I thought, you know, if humans, if if fallen humans can sound this good, what are angels going to sound like, you know? And and wow, that's going to be absolutely amazing. So I don't know what it, God is doing, but as I watch the Olympics, I'm thinking about the absolute glory of God, the way he's created us uh, in his image, and can't wait for our glorified bodies. And you know, there's something else, Brooks, that we we're talking about this with the Olympics is how incredibly beautiful the American contingent is. I mean, mm-hmm. we're so diverse. You know, as Americans, I know there's a lot of things right now that are dividing us. And there's a lot of things that, that we're different, you know, our color or whatever that sadly is dividing us. But I think it's the most beautiful thing about Americans is mm-hmm. that you can have uh you know, Olympics that are Asian Americans, that are uh, African Americans, that are white Americans. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's an incredible amount of people who are so different. I thought that same thing. They're showing after Suni Lee won all around gold in gymnastics. They were showing like our last. We've I think five Olympics in a row. Nastia Lukin. Suni Lee, Simone Biles, Gabby Douglas, and like they all look different. Like, they it's, all look it's different. It's incredible how diverse our country is. It's a Colin Morikawa mm-hmm. went in the British Open. He's over there. I mm-hmm. mean, it just is. Uh, it is. We are so different, and and the runners um, that that are there. I mean, I remember there's one athlete who has some Japanese, a Japanese parent. That you mm-hmm. know, it's just it's beautiful, and I and I hope that Americans we can enjoy that more. I mean, there's just something absolutely. Because, you know, when we get to the end of the story of the Bible, it's every tribe, tongue, and nation, and people group that are going to be there. God loves diversity. I mean, God didn't make us all the same, but he made us all to be one. And there's something that sings his song in a beautiful way. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Yep, yep. And then last thing on that, too. I mean, watching the gymnasts, 
I'm like in shock when they mess up. Last night I was watching the uh, men's bars or whatever it's called. Right. And one of them fell, and I was like, what? that's that's crazy. I've never even seen that <laughs> exactly. before. I didn't know they could yeah. even fall. Yeah, well, when they fall, they're so robotic. <laughs> yeah. I know. They're incredible. They, they nail every trick, and I'm it's just incredible. <laughs> Do they call it trick? They trick. nail every I, trick. See, you, can, see, you can tell I know a lot about gymnastics and call them the know. bars or whatever. Exactly. Trick, flip, whatever. So, hey, yeah, dude, have you, gym head. You know, back in the other Olympics with the male uh, gymnast, I used to see the rings. Have you seen the rings? I have not seen yeah, the rings. But that know. just looks like my shoulders. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. I think it's some kind of torture device yeah for sure for sure <laughs> torture device that's crazy all right well we made it through the olympic talk yeah, we, can, a... we can get to the king's chapel talk now. well you know because we got a special guest today too yes which we I'm do really we're keeping excited. them on hold yes keep yeah. them waiting exactly so let's jump in hey what i meant to say is we continue through you know the flourishing for the household of god our study through first timothy this is really the heart and soul of the passage we started here and we've come back now here and uh it's, it's going to remind us of who we are as the Church of the Living God, you know, that we are and what we're to do. Uh, we are to be this pillar of truth. Uh, we are to build on truth. And also it reminds us of this mystery of godliness that we unpacked. But, you know, really what I meant to say uh, last week was that uh, uh, a pillar should be both defensive and offensive. It should defend the truth and we need to promote the truth and make it look beautiful and lift it high. And there's one thing I wish I really stressed is, is even as we looked at that picture of the temple of Artemis, um, that look at all those six foot story pillars. Hey, each one of us in the church is a pillar. Mm -hmm. And no matter where you are, we are called to defend the truth and we are called to lift high the truth. And we're trying to do it in a way that it's beautiful. And it is beautiful. We don't make it beautiful. But the way we present it, uh, we present its beauty and, and we do it. And again, it's a world that uh, will criticize us for that. But, you know, there's this like last week's sermon, there's information to tell. But where does the rubber meet the road? And to me, I, I wish I had been a little bit more clear that there was a time that just to say to each one, hey, if you're a part of Christ Church by God's grace, you are one of those pillars. And uh you know, we got to be defending the truth and we got to be building upon Christ the truth. And each person is that uh, pillar. So that that was one thing. And then, you know, with this mystery of godliness. Well, before you get to that, too, yeah, I was going to say, building off what we've been talking about, having elders and deacons and everything and building different pillars of King's Chapel. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone has a different role, mm -hmm. but all very important within the church. So very important. So true. And I, and I love the way that the Holy Spirit guided Paul to write this letter to Timothy because it really does a great job putting together what sh the church should look like. Hey, mm -hmm. we got to have sound doctrine. We got to have abounding grace. We got to make sure we're fighting the right fight. By the way, got to have the right leaders. You got to understand the right roles. And then boom, you know, yeah, hey, let's be building on this pillar of truth. And and then, you know, he also talks about this mystery of godliness. And we, we see this ancient creed. Uh, it's kind of a it comes out different in, in the English, like he was manifested in the, in the uh, 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 spirit, uh, flesh, I'm sorry, uh, vindicated by the spirit. And it goes on to say, this is who our savior is. And this is where godliness is at its source, is all in Christ. And it's interesting, Brooks, because um, this week I'm going to be talking about the pursuit of godliness. And last week it's like, hey, remember, when it comes to godliness, it's not Jesus plus anything. If you try to add something to the gospel, it's a subtraction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were trying to say, hey, if you're really godly, you're not getting married. You're not eating certain meats, uh, foods. And, uh, you know, they, they tried to make it 
religious instead of rela- relationship. And they mm-hmm. tried to add to the gospel. And we see that throughout scripture. It's like, hey, maybe we should be circumcised. Maybe, you know, to be saved, we need Jesus plus circumcision. And Paul's like, never, never. You know, he he is, and it's amazing fighting language for Paul. I mean, he just gets ticked, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, like mama would get ticked sometimes, <laughs> you know, so he would just get ticked. So anyway, that mystery of godliness is so important for us to understand. So that's kind of what I, I meant to say. I know there's a lot. Mm-hmm, so. Yeah, and I was listening to a sermon from R.C. Sproul this week. It's from 1987. And mm. he talked about how the Jews thought their Savior was going to be this great king, like a Greek god and, you know, above everyone and not like a slave or servant. So when it was someone that was born of a virgin, fully God, fully man, they were thrown off and couldn't yeah. believe it. They're like, this, this, this can't, can't be, be it. King. Look how meek and mild he is. I mean, I'm still stunned that you just threw out a 1987 R.C. Sproul <laughs> comment. I mean, I mean, you're listening to me. That, that, that. That right there, Brooks. Shout you out got me. Todd Fleming. He showed me all the podcasts. So they, oh, so, yeah. shout out Todd Fleming, man. He's he's uh, he better be listening to his father-in-law too. So uh, yeah, that's incredible. And by the way, eighty-seven. You say that that's the year I got married. That's the year I graduated college. That's a good that was year a for long me. Time ago. Yeah, and R.C. Sproul. By the way, he might have preached that uh, at Orangewood. I mean, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So yep. Uh, yep. Um, that's that's just absolutely incredible. So hey, and what I hope to say this week, uh, so let's get to our guest, but what I hope to say is this week is uh, another what's called trustworthy saying. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Um, We've already had one in this letter uh, that Paul says that he is the chief of sinners, but Christ came to save sinners like us. And But this one says, the physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. And you think of the Olympics, physical training has value, wins you gold medals uh, Mm -hmm. at times. But not everybody. But uh, but godliness has value for all things in all things. I'd love that in things in this life and the life to come. And so, you know, how do we pursue godliness? That's what we're going to be looking at this week. You know, what does that pursuit look like? How does that benefit us? So that's what I hope to say. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, beautiful stuff. We've, we've kept them waiting long enough. Yeah, I think so. So, hey, on Sunday, uh, we, uh, we had the privilege of... Uh, bringing up uh, and introducing a, a friend of mine, a former student in my student ministry, uh, uh, Derek. We're not going to give you his last name because uh, he, he ministers in a sensitive area. I wish his wife, Katie, could have made it um, uh, and their children, but so proud to partner with him. So Derek, are you with us, my brother? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, all right, Thanks fantastic. For me on. It's good to be with you guys. Uh, so you are you're still stateside. It's great to have you, Derek. Thanks for joining us early this morning. I know yesterday you drove back home. Uh, you were in Florida yesterday. You drove back home to Henderson, North Carolina. Is that correct? Yep, I'm up here in Hendersonville. Oh, that's that's that that's a beautiful place in the world, brother. So what's what's the weather like up there? Is it is it still cool? Is it warm? What's it like? Yeah, it's uh, 64 and sunny. Man, 64 so, and sunny. Right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 64 and sunny. I love it. That's fantastic. Well, Derek, again, I loved you, Sharon. I thought you did a fantastic job. And one of the things I want to start with is, you know, you went uh, to support uh, a team that uh, your church was supporting uh, over in that area of Africa. And, you know, God worked in your heart. You you I you said it so well on Sunday. You said you know you just really started caring, and with caring came responsibility. Can can you tell us a little bit more about that? You know, just that love for the people that that started that God started working in your heart. Yeah, well, you know, you were talking a little bit earlier about just the beauty of diversity and uh, just 
the way that God's image is reflected in different cultures, and that's not any less true for the the one that we call home now. Um, right. And uh, when, wow. you know, I when I showed up, I expected to um, you know sort of be there to support this local team and. Uh, you know, have sort of an interesting experience full of uh, differences, you know, get to know different cultures, different kinds of people who look different, sound different. Um, But what I discovered was they are essentially uh, exactly like me and exactly like a lot of people that I had uh, come to know and love over the course of my lifetime. So I think when I expected so much different, I, um, I experienced so much same Wow. And what I also learned was that uh, there was a whole lot that I could receive um, from this culture, from these people. And I think that surprised me. I think I thought of myself as a pretty self-sufficient, had something to offer American. Yeah. And um, and what I learned was uh, it was pretty – what I was met with was overwhelming generosity and kindness and uh, – and it was it was pretty surprising and that, frankly a gift to me. That's incredible, Derek. I, I love the way you say that because I think you described yourself uh, as that self sufficient American. And I think any any one of us who has traveled overseas, especially in a mission context, even short term, you always think I'm going to go and I'm going to I'm going to have all these resources and I'm going to be a support and I'm going to be the helper and. And then you go and, you know, I, I've been to mission trips into some pretty poor areas and all of a sudden you're realizing, wow, I am receiving so much. I am I am learning so much. And uh, um, yeah, I, I think that that's just such a, a profound reality of the gospel and what God is doing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I think that's fantastic. So, and I love the sameness, Derek. That's really cool because there is a big difference. I mean, especially with Christianity. I mean, I think you said 99.9% of the people are, are Muslim. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And to, and to feel that warmth, you said, it's not, it's not, these are scary people that we're told to be afraid of, but no. you, you know, you've, you've fallen yeah. in love with them. So. Yeah, they are, they are now counted among friends and, and even family. Uh, That's awesome. And uh, which... The problem with that, of course, is these are friends and family who, who don't know Jesus, and that's yeah. heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, so, and there's an urgency, you know, to to love them and point them in, into the truth. So, what's it like, brother? I'm going to ask you this: you got you got three young children. Um, what's it like taking your family uh, to the field? I mean, what what was that like uh, as a dad? Yeah, yeah it's funny, you know. Um, when we ultimately made the decision to move there, it felt like I was calling us there. We were sharing this with people. Uh, more than once, we were asked by uh, other believers, like, well, that's really great that you guys are going there. Are you also taking your children? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this was like one of the options, one of the decisions we had to make uh, going over. So, right. of course, we took our children. Mm. Uh, and honestly, they are... They are part of our calling as much as Katie and I. Um, they have relationships with people that we would not have necessarily had. They open up uh, doors for relationships with families that we would not necessarily have had. Um, you know, you're kind of friends with your children's friends, parents. No uh, doubt. It's the, it's the same way there. Wow. Um, wow. 
And I, so, and I know I'm so, so, I'm jumping yeah, in here. But I wanted to say I know I saw a picture. They're so enamored with the blonde hair too, aren't they? I mean, it's just like uh, people want to come and see a, a, a child with blonde hair. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our our youngest Henry is kind of a, a blondie, and uh, he's it was like uh, you know, like they spotted a leprechaun or something. And wanted a picture <laughs> with him, and um, so yeah, and that's. You know, so that that really is one of those things where people might approach us because of the color of my son's hair. We don't exactly fit in, right. um, and um, but that that kind of thing opens the door for conversations and meeting people and getting phone numbers and future contacts. But but generally speaking, it is a joy to have my kids there. Um, I know this might sound strange, but in a lot of ways, it feels. Um, safer uh, wow. even than than our life in America. Wow! And we also know that safety and illusion, safety and security is sort of this illusion. Uh, yeah, one that has has been broken down in, in my life. But what I can just say is God pro- provides for us there. Um, and when we know that the safest place for us to be is right in the middle of God's will and where He's called us, and for now that's. That's our home in North Africa. So that's a, um, the, that's kids, amazing. the kids are thriving there. They, they enjoy school and uh, uh, studying Arabic and French and uh, all manner of uh, culture there. That's, a, that's amazing, brother. And it's so convicting to, to hear you talk about that illusion of safety and that illusion. I think there's so much that the American dream that it's hard as even Christians not to buy into. And, you know, how do we make our future secure and how do we build for ourselves? And it's so inward focused. And, you know, it, it looks to safety and things that we can never control. And here we are. We're only safe in the nail pierced hands of Jesus wherever we are. And so... I love that. And by the way, let me just close one thing up by saying as well, people asking, are your kids going to go on the mission field? Uh, hello. But I, I, I remember reading through one of my favorite books uh, I ever read was From Jerusalem to Ayan Jaya, if I'm pronouncing that right. And it's a, it's a history of missions and missionaries in different areas. And it was written by a woman named Ruth Tucker. And I love that it was written by a woman because it gave such bigger uh, 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 insight into family lives. And I, many of the missionaries, early missionaries on foreign fields would send their children back to be educated. Back then, a lot of it was in England, back to England or the States or Canada or someplace. And there would be an incredible separation of families. And, uh, you know, that really, that really troubled me. I'm like, are these guys heroes or are they terrible dads? You know, I mean, you know, you got kids, your, your number one mission field should be your family. And so, uh, um, so, you know, what what are they doing? And I got, there's a guy named Alexander Duff who was in India who the time he spent with his kids, all he did was drill them on catechism. Uh, and they said, you know, I think my dad cares more about the heathen than he does us. And so, you know, uh, what what a what a terrible uh, story that was. But hey, I'm off topic. I'm sorry. Let's get back. And uh, But it makes me so proud of you in so many ways of taking your beautiful family, investing in the kingdom, brother. I mean, I'm telling you, I know it's a sacrifice, and I'm so so proud of you. So, hey, how can we how can we partner with you? What what, what are your needs, brother? And uh, you know how how do we do this? And uh, you know I know as a church uh, we have a couple of we have the Eber family we have the privilege of supporting, and we want to come alongside Aziz. Uh, uh, but you know, as we go into another year, uh, we'd love to have you guys uh, 
be somebody who's that we have the privilege of of uh, supporting as well. But how does how does the body of Christ here? How do individuals? How can we partner with you? Yeah, thanks for for asking. And I want to just say it is our our privilege and our joy to be there, um, and uh, we're grateful uh, to be there. Of course, all of us are called to lay down our lives, and there certainly are some real tangible ways. Um, mm that you know the rubber meets the road in that sense uh in our home country north africa um and i think it's for that reason some of the best ways that we can be supported um is is to just for people to just be interested in what god's doing in that part of the world and um you know i've been really surprised by how many good questions and curiosity um curiosity driven interactions I've had with people since I've been back in the States. You know, this is the first time in two and a half years that we've been back. Wow. You know, our, our youngest is like relearning America. Um, <laughs> wow. And, and so just to, for people to acknowledge like, Hey, you've had a different experience. I mean, we've all been through so much in the last two years uh, with COVID and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, so I think just having people be interested, and in, I've been really blessed by that. Um, in uh, King's Chapel, and my experience with them has been no no exception. Nice. Obviously, part of that that uh, our time back is we we have to raise significant financial support in order for us to continue to do the work that we're doing there. Um, and uh, and as a mental health counselor, I can say the the mental health needs there are significant. Um, so. Mm. Uh, yeah, financial partnerships as well. And then just, and, and prayer as well. Uh, of course, we couldn't do this without people lifting us up mm. um, and interceding for us. And I mean, that's a huge thing. And, mm. and um, you know, for some who are able to, to come visit and to uh, to encourage or even just calls and texts, et cetera, et cetera, that stuff is also uh, an, an encouragement. So, Awesome. You never know. I mean, I, I went to just visit, and it turned into our new home. Wow. And, um, wow. and I think just that openness to being willing to um, have our hearts led by the Spirit and into His work, uh, mm. whatever that means, um, wow. you know, is, is a huge encouragement to us. Well, if people wanted to try to get in touch with you, is it the Blue Ridge Bunch Five at Gmail dot com? Is that is that a good? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a great great email for us. Um, uh, and and if people want more specific information, you're welcome to reach out to us there. You can also uh, I'll put it back on you, Jeff. We can you can get a hold of Jeff, and he can give you some details if, if yeah. you see him in person. We have to be careful of what we put in print mm -hmm. or in recording. So if we do communicate via email, and I'm somewhat vague. Uh, that's the reason for that. I got you. You got a good excuse. I'm just vague. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, hey, brother, it's been great having you again. Uh, may God bless you and your family. Uh, may He who owns it all, cattle on a thousand hills, may He just provide for you everything you need, not just monetarily, but you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, relationally. Um, and I know he's able. So uh, it was yeah, so yeah. great, so great catching up with you. Thank you for reaching out to me when you're in town. It meant a lot to me. And uh, 
Uh, I loved having lunch with you and Katie and then having you drive across the state to come join us for worship. Hey, by the way, let me put on here as well. I told Derek, I said, come over, man, worship with us. I'm going to take you to lunch afterwards. And it was such a busy day. And I was like, okay, see you, Derek. And he's on his way. I'm like, ah, I never took him to lunch. I mean, I, I never miss a lunch. So I'm sorry. I owe you lunch, brother. So. Hey, can I, can I, can I pray for you? Let's pray before I let you go. So uh, we're so grateful uh, that we know that you are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And we're so grateful that Jesus, uh, his kingdom will have no end. And we're so grateful for those you raise up to take the good news of the gospel to different places, uh, places where your name isn't honored or revered. And God, we're so grateful for, for Derek and for Katie. We're so grateful for Jack and Lucy and Henry and uh, for their willingness to go. And would you bless them? Would you bless this family? Uh, God, would you protect them? And uh, would you be with them? Would you protect their marriage, uh, Father God, and uh, their their work uh, in the mental health uh, field? And um, Lord, uh, the relationships they have with friends and neighbors. And um, Lord, we, would you use all of that uh, for your glory and for the advancement of Christ's kingdom? And we pray in Christ's name. Amen. All right, my dear brother. Well, I love you a lot. So, so proud of you. Um, I I have a a prayer card here uh, up with my devotional stuff, and we will be lifting you up, I promise. Great. Thanks so much. It was fun fun hanging out with you. Thanks, Brooks. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Derek. Thanks. Blessings. Blessings. All right, Brooksy. Another one's in the books. Another one's in the books. So uh, we will... uh, yeah, next week we'll, we'll, we'll call, hopefully come back to uh, Keller here soon. Yeah, right? we, we we had a guest this week, so yeah, we had to this bump, was it, great. bump it back. This was fantastic. <laughs> All right, blessings, y'all. Remember, there's always room in the corner for you. We'll see you guys Sunday.